our minds are like flashlights. They shine around and they can't see everything at once. And whatever it lands on tends to become our focus and gets amplified. And if it's something negative, that really starts to define our experience in our life. And if you take that flashlight and you do self-awareness, you point it back at yourself, well, then it becomes a scary story. <laughs> so we don't want to do that. But I want to talk about the road to getting there and the road to self-love. Oftentimes you hear people prescribe to each other, you got to love yourself, you got to love yourself. But I don't think it's practical to start there. If you have a particular doctor or therapist or a healer that you love and you think about how you came to appreciate that person, you probably didn't look through the directory and decided, I'll pick the one that I love the most. You had to take a few steps. And the first step is maybe following through or initiating an appointment, maybe based on some secondhand knowledge. And then by going, you get direct knowledge about whether or not that person can help you. And when you feel better and your pain dissipates or you heal, then that gratitude and appreciation and love is very natural. It doesn't re require practice, it's spontaneous. So when we apply that to our life, it doesn't start with self-love, it starts with self-compassion. The beauty of self-compassion is we don't need to love ourselves to practice it. And in fact, self-care, which is part of self-compassion, precedes self-love. If you think of like a child taking care of a pet, they don't necessarily start out in love with the pet, but as they take on the responsibility for feeding and walking and nurturing that animal, then they grow to love it as they learn more about it. And that love becomes unconditional. I once asked a young patient who had a dog while she was in treatment, she was telling me that the dog was hit by a car and has a disability, and I said, what happened to your relationship after that? And she thought it was a very strange question. Like, do you still love the dog as much, even though it's hard to walk the dog or it has some difficulty? And she said, well, of course, I, I love my dog more. But we don't offer ourselves that same kind of unconditionality with our love. It, it's like we have to have something good about us. And I think this is because we get self-compassion confused with self-esteem. If I say, I want you to meet this person, he's highly esteemed. That means he's regarded better than others. So it's all about in relationship to other people. And then to achieve it, you gotta be good at something. You gotta be better than other people at something. Well, we can't all be better than each other. Somebody has to be <laughs> average. <laughs> and then that means only what, uh, you know, percentile gets to have self-esteem. And even if we can achieve it, success does not last. As an artist, I've realized this. You make something, people like it, and you feel the pleasure of success, and then it's over, and then it's forgotten. And then you're like, I gotta do it again, I gotta do it again, and there's just no end to, to that treadmill. But if you practice self-compassion, you get some knowledge about who you are. And and if it's hard to think of where to begin with this, you can actually break your life down into its constituent parts. So the other challenge with this is we just don't know who we are. How can you have self-love if we don't really know what the self is? 
So it takes this first step of self-care and getting to know ourselves, and then gradually we can point that flashlight back at ourselves and see what things do we do that are helpful and what things do we do that are harmful. Because self-compassion doesn't mean that I'm just going to binge TV all weekend. That might feel like what I need, but it might be too self-indulgent. So it's not synonymous with self-indulgence. It might mean that I need time in nature. I need to really nurture my body with healthy food. I need more rest. I need time in silence. It's about listening and really taking care of ourselves. And so there's, there needs to be a balance between discipline and freedom. If you think uh, as a parent, how you raise a child, you have to keep balancing those two things and that ends up being the, the loving connection. So if you think of a, like a piano player, a piano player who looks so free on the instrument, doesn't start that way. Through self-discipline, they practice, they practice, they practice, and then they have the freedom to just sit down and express themselves fully. Without that, if you think you start with freedom, you can't just sit down at the piano and create what you feel. Everything sounds off, everything is chaotic or dissonant. So the self-discipline leads to that freedom, and that's all part of self-compassion. So again, in that example with the doctor or therapist, the three steps are action, knowledge, and love. In the East, these are three types of yogas that need to be synthesized. It's called karma yoga, doing some service for yourself and others. Jnana yoga, which means self-knowledge, gaining knowledge about who you really are. And then bhakti yoga means falling in love with that or rising in love with that, I should say. We have been given this body. Our body's not permanent. Our life in this body is an event, and all events have a beginning and an end. But in between, we get confused. We don't think we have a body. We think we are the body, and it's not as valuable because that one's, you know, we start comparing. We get confused because we identify with our body. And if we don't like our body, then we don't want to start this process. We assume that our body is who we are. And uh, so you, it's difficult to practice self-love. But like I said before, it doesn't come first. If I had to wait until I liked myself before I would engage in the spiritual journey, well, then I would have been waiting my whole life. The self-care leads to self-love. You think of a car or a room or your home. When it's a wreck, you don't really feel great about that space, and you certainly don't want people to come over. <laughs> but when you take care of it, when you clean it, when you decorate, when you organize it, you clear the space, you smile at that same place, that same environment. But it's not different. The only difference is that you cared for it. I remember in the hospital, I was working in a particular room after this clinic opened up, and it was just nothing but white walls, nothing to look at, there was no art, there was no, no photos. And the patients would say, we hate this room. <laughs> we don't feel comfortable talking about our personal problems in this sterile environment. And so we listened to that and then we let them pick out the colors that we could paint it. And then we made some art together and we picked out some photographs to put in there. And then when those patients who were there for that transition 
they really started smiling and laughing. And I said, but it's the same space. So what's different? We cared for it. If you realize this and remember this, then you know the path. Take care of yourself, even if you don't like yourself, <laughs> because we don't have to, to begin. So it's really awkward for people to practice self-love when they don't feel it. But you don't have to love yourself to practice self-compassion. That leads to self-awareness, and that leads to self-love. Finally, I would just like to say that there's one trillion species on this earth, and one of those species is us. So to get this kind of human life is super rare, probably super rare in the entire universe, certainly rare on this planet. So we've got the ticket to this festival. Why not dance through life, you know? So let's conclude with a little practice of self-compassion. If you would set your things down for a moment and sit comfortably but straight and close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. Bring your awareness to the top of your head. Down to your forehead. Feel that part of your body as if you were placing your hand on your loved one to take their temperature. That is the energy of compassion. Now we're offering it to our own body, self-compassion. Feel this part, this part of your head that contains your brain. And feel grateful that we have a brain to think, to remember. Imagine how difficult life would be if we couldn't remember. Bring your awareness down to your eyes. Keep your eyes closed so that your eyes can rest. Self-compassion. The eyes have to look all day. Even when we go to sleep, they're looking again in our dreams. Feel gratitude that we can see. We can look at our loved ones. You can look at your children. You can look at nature. Then feel your ears. Feel the ears but don't listen to anything. There may be hearing, but give your ears a rest. With these ears, we get to hear beautiful words, beautiful music. We get to hear someone say, I love you. Bring your awareness to your nose. This nose we get to smell. Bring your awareness to your mouth. We taste, we get to eat delicious food, but take care of it, rest it. We get to smile. Bring your awareness into your throat and neck. In this space, we can produce sound to communicate with each other. Then feel your arms. These arms allow us to hold our loved ones, to hug each other. And your hands, 
hands to hold, to pick things up, to feel this world. And then your heart. Feel gratitude for your heart as it pumps and pumps and pumps your entire life. And we don't have to do anything. It does it on its own. And it also allows us to feel all the emotions. And then your stomach, your stomach, which digests food and breaks down everything we offer to it, and we don't have to do anything. And feel your legs with gratitude as they move us throughout life, taking us where we want to go, and down to your feet, carrying the weight of our whole body. And feel gratitude for that. And feel the whole body as if it was just one muscle. And with each exhalation, try to relax your body. It holds so much tension. Self-care, self-awareness is about breathing, nurturing ourself, nurturing our body, relaxing our body, and appreciating this life. And you can gradually resume your normal awareness, open your eyes when you feel ready, and come back to the room.